With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you have a child in an Orange County high school, your life could become disrupted. This is PM Orlando where we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm Michael Yaffe. I'm Larry Spillman. Our top story, a Pulse nightclub shooting survivor takes Congress to the woodshed. 501 on News Radio WFLA. Members of Congress are looking at ways the nation's tax code could subsidize hate groups. They're reviewing tax exemptions which may benefit groups that support white supremacy, anti-Semitism, and anti-LGBT organizations. If you are not using everything at your disposal to snuff hatred out, then you are just not doing enough. Brendan Wolf, a survivor of the Pulse nightclub attack in Orlando, testified that America is, has chosen to embolden hatred and hand it an assault weapon. Two students at a Kissimmee school accused of creating a stab list where were in court today and will remain in custody because of the seriousness of the charges. Osceola County deputies say they discovered the list during an investigation into potential violence at Horizon Middle. They also found another list of those who would be safe. The two 12-year-old students say they were just joking about possible violence, but they're still facing felony charges. A judge is denying bond to the Marion County man charged with killing his wife and who's suspected of murdering her four children, driving their bodies to Georgia, where he was arrested over the weekend. Michael Jones is the father of two of the children. Jones appeared in court this morning after being transferred down from Georgia. He's also under a suicide watch. In Washington, a short-term spending bill to beat a government shutdown deadline has cleared the House. A bipartisan vote in the House advanced a short-term spending bill that would prevent a government shutdown through mid-November. The measure passed in the House 301 to 123. The Senate is expected to take it up next week. Passage would buy Congress more time to hammer out a dozen spending bills worth more than a trillion dollars. Without a short-term package, a government shutdown would be triggered at the end of this month. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. In Tallahassee, state lawmakers introducing legislation that would set a 2050 deadline for all electricity used in the state to be generated from renewable sources like solar and wind. Bill sponsor Anna Escamani of Orlando says climate change will worsen if Florida continues to use fossil fuels. You have to be ambitious because Florida is so vulnerable to this. And we're unique to other states in the fact that we are already experiencing the impact and will continue to be the first to experience impact. The bill has yet to be scheduled for a House or Senate hearing. Senator Marco Rubio says he has no doubt the attack on the Saudi oil refinery came from Iran. The Republican says it only proves why the Iran nuclear deal was so flawed. 
The most crippling sanction we can impose right now, in addition to the ones that are already in place, is to lay out for the world the evidence, unmistakable evidence, and then turn to the JCPOA countries and say, how can you continue to try to preserve and back a deal that pays Iran and to be able to continue to do these sorts of attacks? Rubio is a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Smart TVs, smart home devices sending sensitive user data to third parties. That story is at WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. WFLA News Time is 5.05 p.m. Orlando with Michael Yaffe continues now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And welcome to the Thursday edition of PM Orlando. Lots of different news to get to, including the fact that Orange County Public Schools are discussing changing their high school start times. Now, I know a lot of people listening to me right now either have kids in Orange County schools or grandkids or know of students who go to high school and feel like they start way too early. So is this is gonna ch- is this gonna change? Why would it change or would it not change? Well, we'll talk about that later on in the show. And speaking of schools, Osceola County, a couple of students arrested in Osceola County for threatening a school shooting, actually planning a school shooting, and we'll have more on that from our news partners at Fox Thirty Five in about. 20 minutes or so, those two students, 12-year-old students, showed up in court today. Later on in the show as well, we talk with our Fox News radio reporter, Eben Brown. He's been keeping up with this big-time news story about an American Airlines mechanic who apparently tried to sabotage a flight, and now they're finding out that he had connections to ISIS. What does this mean for the safety of of uh, future airline flights. How was he caught? Thank God he was caught. But does this mean ISIS has a new strategy? After 9-11, we secured the cockpit of flights, but he tried to sabotage it another way. So we'll find out more on that in the next half hour. Then I'll end the show once again with my Beyond Reason commentary, where I'm going to talk about Trump's criticism of the Federal Reserve. I don't necessarily agree with everything Trump is saying, but I think he has a right to say it, even though the Federal Reserve is considered independent. I will talk more about that, like I said, in my commentary at the end of the show. One thing that you should know as well is there is a new hurricane in the Atlantic. That's right, Hurricane Jerry. It is now a hurricane, has maximum sustained winds of 90 miles per hour. It's moving west-northwest at about 17 miles per hour. There was some fear that it could threaten the Bahamas, and it looks like now that's not going to happen. It's not really threatening the state of Florida, and it's not threatening the Bahamas. They expect it to turn basically east, so it's going to continue northwest until about Sunday and then start to make a pretty sharp turn towards the east. So it's not threatening the Bahamas as of right now. It's not threatening the state of Florida as of right now, but it is threatening Bermuda. So it's something that that island's going to have to keep an eye on. But right now it's Hurricane Jerry with maximum sustained winds at 90 miles 
per hour. There's a lot of other things going on in the Atlantic and, frankly, the Pacific as well. Lots of different storm systems. It started out as a pretty slow hurricane season, but things have definitely picked up as we're in the peak of hurricane season right now. So I thought you should know, as of right now, though, all the tracks say it's not going to threaten Florida or basically not going to threaten the East Coast of the United States. So that's at least some good news for us and some good news for the Bahamas. The debate continues over maybe changing school start times in Orange County. We're going to get to that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes on PM Orlando. 512 on PM Orlando right now. Here's one of the top stories for you. The White House is still considering options for a possible response against Iran for its apparent terrorism attack this week on Saudi Arabia. Defense Secretary Mark Esper has presented new military options to the White House should President Trump decide to launch an attack against Iran following a drone strike on Saudi oil facilities. As we've seen from recent events, Iran continues to violate international norms and instead has chosen to promote instability and danger throughout the region. President Trump says his forces are locked and loaded, likely referring to the Abraham Lincoln Strike Group and its warships and a submarine armed with dozens of Tomahawk cruise missiles. The same warships were ready to launch in June after Iran shot down a U.S. drone, but the president called off that strike at the last minute. The U.S. military could also launch a less lethal cyber attack. Lucas Tomlinson, Fox News. We update the top stories every 10 minutes on PM Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is PM Orlando with Michael Yaffe. So this has been a really big issue uh, the past few years, actually, in Central Florida and in Orange County. This is Orange County Public Schools are discussing changing high school start times. Now, the reason why this has been a big issue, I'll talk about in a minute, but I want to let you know exactly what's happening Orange County Public Schools will host meetings to discuss possibly changing the start time. So they're supposed to host meetings. There were some actually at some schools yesterday, but it's supposed to be at different schools at different times for the next couple of weeks. Right now, the bell currently rings at 720 a.m. So most of the Orange County high schools, school starts at 720 a.m. I just want to note, when I was in high school, I mean, it was a little while ago now. I graduated in 2004. One-room schoolhouse? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I went to high school at Winter Springs High School in Seminole County. Ah, uh-huh. And if I remember right, I think ours was around 720 as well. So I remember it being an issue even back then. It was pretty early. But- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But concerns over class starting too early prompted a series of community meetings to discuss four other start time options, one of them being starting over an hour later than the current start time. Now, what would the change be? So I said right now the start time is 7.20 a.m. in Orange County. Well, there's a few different options that they're kind of throwing out there and seeing what people think. The options, in addition to keeping things as they are, and by the way, there are some people who want to keep things as they are, but one option is to move all the schools 20 minutes later. And when they say all the schools, you're talking about 
not only high school, but elementary school and middle schools in Orange County to 20 minutes later. So it would start at 740 for high schools instead of 720. The other option is to move all schools 40 minutes later or move all schools 40 minutes later and then switch the elementary and high school schedules. So three options here. Well, four options, actually. One would be to keep things the way they are. The second option would be to move them all 20 minutes later. The third option would be to move them all 40 minutes later. Then the fourth option would be to move them 40 minutes later, but switch the elementary school and high school start times. So uh, just so you know, that's one of the issues. Now, the reason why they have had trouble getting this done in the past is because, well, money. District leaders say the current schedule makes the most efficient use of available school buses and bus drivers, and it transports about 70,000 students a day. The district has 875 bus routes and tries to make most of them with triple runs. So they do runs for elementary school, then high school, and then middle mm -hmm. school. Actually, I think it's high schools first, then elementary school, then middle school. Okay. So it kind of, they want to use the most resources. If they changed it, they're trying to change it in a way where they don't have to hire more bus drivers and add more buses, basically. They're trying to save money because that would cost a lot more money to have more buses and more bus drivers. Yeah, absolutely. To make it ideal. So the reason why they're doing this, though, is because there are numerous studies out, including one from Seattle last year, that have shown that if high schools start later, students' grades and attendance improve. The American Academy of Pediatrics has since 2014 called for an end to very early high school classes, saying they interfere with biological sleep rhythms of adolescents. So they're saying this actually really affects high school students even more than the younger students. That's why one of the plans is to switch elementary and high school times because they feel like high school students are not going to perform as well in school, according to these studies, because if it starts that early. Now, like I said, I went to school that early. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. I hated it. Much better than getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning like I do now. <laughs> but um, I still performed pretty well in school. Maybe I, think, I was just an exception. I think the biggest fear, though, would be younger kids having to go to the bus stop when it's dark in the you know like October through March. Yeah, that's a good point. Elementary school's kids, if they switch those times, you're right, they would have to go to the bus stop earlier. Mm -hmm. But there's also a concern of high schoolers going to the bus stop that early right now. But they're a little older. Yeah. You know, it's in, they're not little tykes who are, you know, in first through fourth grade. That is true. By the way, there's not an agreement that this is actually a good idea. There are some parents and students, for that man, matter, and teachers who believe that you should keep it the way it is. And this is why. High school students tend to have a lot of extra activities after school. Sure. Sports, part-time jobs. Yeah. You know, I was in band. So it was a couple of days a week where he had band practice after school. I had a part-time job for a couple of years as well in high school. It would have been very difficult if school started that much later to be able to go to my job right after. It was nice to have a little bit of a break before I went to my job at Checkers, mm -hmm. flipping burgers. That's what Atta I did. Boy. That's what I did for two years. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, but yeah, it would have been very difficult to accomplish that. Um, so in middle school, they don't really have that issue as much as in high school. So uh, it seems like there's a few issues here. One, after school activities. Two, money. That seems to be what's really getting in the way. And um, there are some who are calling for, I'm guessing, 
either change how the money is spent so you could afford more buses and bus drivers or to to raise taxes, which usually is not popular. Here's the deal. Tell the kids in high school to go to bed at a reasonable time. Don't stay up to 11 o'clock at night. Then you don't have to worry about getting up at 6 to catch the school bus. I, I should tell myself that now. <laughs> it still doesn't happen, but you're right. I mean, usually you just adjust. You find a way. So, I don't know. Maybe we're, maybe we have uh, wimpy kids now. I don't know. In the next segment, speaking of schools, we're going to talk school safety as there was a very serious threat against an Osceola County school. We'll get to that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on PM Orlando. Another news update for you right now. We've been hearing a lot about vaping and health concerns during the past few days. So the question for voices on the street is, should there be restrictions on vaping? Banning the e-cigarettes, it will not reduce fatalities because people are going to do what they want to do anyway. Hearing everything you're hearing now, I think it's better to ban it. Uh, I've been vaping ever since I was 18. I don't know, it just feels good to me. I think it's a short-term solution that will cut back on the use by younger kids. I actually smoke electric cigarettes, um, but I've tried to stop because I've had like a really bad cough. If I had any friends uh, that did smoke them, I'd probably suggest they want to double check what's in the ingredients before they put it inside of their bodies. It's a free society. If someone wants to smoke something flavored, let them smoke. It's kind of harsh to the throat. If they take it away, people are going to go back to smoking cigarettes, you know, because they have no other alternative. I think there should be some sort of regulation. However, I think people should be able to choose similar to just regular cigarettes. If they want to smoke, they want to smoke. That's their business. Updating the top stories every 10 minutes on PM Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Two Osceola County students caught planning a school shooting had their first day in court today. Fox 35 News reporter Holly Bristow is there. Holly, what happened? Well, both of these kids are going to be continued to be held in the juvenile detention center for the time being per the judge's orders and if and when they do get out they're not to have any contact with any of the named people on their list come into contact with any weapons have any sort of violent conversations or go anywhere near their school which is horizon middle school over in osceola county have they released the names of the students they did release the names of both of the students, but since they both just turned 12 and they're minors right now, our station is, is not putting those names out there quite yet. And what was the details of what they were planning? I mean, they were planning on shooting and stabbing students, I believe, right? According to the arrest affidavit, that was what they were planning on doing um, from what's written in the arrest affidavit apparently one student went home from school mentioned something to a parent hey so and so came by tapped me on the shoulder said i'm on the safe list and the parent was like what does that mean and the kid was like i don't really know but i feel uncomfortable so they got the osceola county sheriff's office involved the osceola county sheriff's office then went to the female suspect's home that day and uh, she said, yes, she had written a list, but it was just of people that she liked. Well, the sheriff's office didn't necessarily buy that answer, showed up at the school the next morning, spoke again to her, spoke to the boy, and they had found a composition notebook that they had come up with two lists, 
which was the safe list and the stab list, according to deputies. And they had gone so far as to write names of several people that they liked. And then on the stab list was people that they didn't like. Uh, according to investigators, they were planning an attack while at school. The boy uh, told investigators, according to this arrest affidavit, that his grandmother had recently died and left a weapon. Later in the affidavit, it says that the boy had an AK-47 that he and the girl had conspired they would put in his trombone case so he could bring it into school without being detected, that she would arrive with knives. And then according to the arrest affidavit, they planned on using the knives first because they wouldn't make as much noise. And after they stabbed a few people, according to what it says in the arrest affidavit, they were then planning on using the gun. Any idea how they were planning on getting the gun? Well, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, according to the boy, his grandmother had recently passed and left him a weapon, a gun. So at this point, it's unclear whether or not that's the truth, whether or not he was really inheriting a gun or not. Um, oh, I see. So he was going to get it from his family member. Gotcha. Yes, who had died and he was allegedly inheriting it, according to the arrest affidavit. Now, when investigators confronted them about this, the kids were like, oh, this is just a joke. We didn't plan on hurting anybody. But investigators say at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They had a plan in place. They'd written a good mm -hmm. portion of it down. Um, there had obviously been quite a bit of thinking that had gone into this plan, according to the investigators. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com and they said it's a second-degree felony. And the fact that investigators said that these kids actually told other kids, hey, you're on the safe list, um, showed some, some action plan there. Very disturbing story, it sounds like, out of Osceola County. Good news, though, that the Osceola County Sheriff's Office uh, was on top of this. Holly Bristow reporting live on this story right now. If you want to find out more on this story, you can watch Fox 35 News at 6 and 10 p.m. Holly, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. So, yeah, very bizarre kind of story. I, it, it's hard, always hard to tell if that thing is a joke or not. Sounds, but, um, sounds like they went through uh, quite elaborate planning for 12-year-olds. You know? Yeah, I, I missed the part because I, I had heard her talking about the grandmother, and I guess the boy was saying he was going to inherit an AK-47 from, from the his, grandmother, yeah. Or a grandfather, I yeah. think it was. No, I think or it was his grandmother. grandmother died, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> who gives their teenage kid a AK-40? Well, not even teenager, 12 years old. No one. Yeah, this it's definitely kind of bizarre. That's why I was asking, is that really where they were going to get this gun? So I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was all just a joke, but 
we're finding out that cops are taking these threats very, very seriously, even if they are jokes, as they should. They should take these threats seriously, especially with what has happened recently. Larry Spillman has more news for us in just a moment, and we have traffic and weather in the Bloomberg Business Report in two minutes on PM Orlando. News, weather, and traffic. For the best audience in talk radio, this is PM Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Yes, welcome back to PM Orlando, the best place to get breaking news on your drive home. I am Michael Yaffe, joined by Tom Benson, who is producing, and Larry Spillman has more news about that toddler from Longwood who was found in Buffalo, New York. That's right, Mike. New developments this afternoon in the case of that three-year-old Longwood boy who was on a road trip with his parents and a family friend and ended up on the porch of a home in Buffalo, New York on Monday. A charred vehicle found not far from the home, according to Buffalo Police Captain Jeff Ronaldo. We can now positively identify that vehicle as being the vehicle that the family rented and drove to Buffalo, New York in. It's our understanding that four individuals, the mother, the father, the child, and a third person who's friends of the family drove here to Buffalo, New York. Captain Ronaldo says remains of two people were found in the car, but it could take weeks to identify them. Police today also released a video of two persons of interest seen near the burning vehicle. The boy, whose name is Nolvin, is in good spirits and has met with three grandparents who came up from Orlando. A missing child alert in Altamont Springs is canceled. A little girl's mother says when she got home last night, the back door was open and 12-year-old Lisa Pierce was gone. But today she was found and she's safe. Police have not elaborated on where she was. A former American Airlines mechanic from Miami could have ties to ISIS. The American Airlines mechanic who admits sabotaging a commercial jet now being tied to possible terrorist sympathies by U.S. prosecutors. The mechanic, 60-year-old Abdul Majid Maruf Ahmed Alani, who worked for the airline for 30 years, had bond denied Wednesday in downtown Miami. Prosecutors told the court that the FBI found ISIS videos in his phone showing graphic killings and that he forwarded one video with the urging for Allah to punish all non-Muslims. Ahmed Alani's sabotage led the pilot to take the plane back to the gate, and Ahmed Alani then did some overtime fixing the problem and making some extra money. His defense team says the government is blowing this case out of proportion. Ahmed Alani's arraignment is Friday morning. In Miami, Phil Keating. Fox News. Pilots from Naval Air Station Jacksonville will be busy the next few days. F-18 jet fighters will be doing live bombing runs over the Ocala National Forest. They've been doing this for 20 years as part of routine target practice. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Near Lake Okeechobee, a teacher in Hendry County is awaiting sentencing after being found guilty of selling drugs to students at her middle school. A judge convicted Maria Rivera after a 2017 investigation found that she sold drugs to 12- and 14-year-old girls at Clewiston Middle School. According to investigators, Rivera would take the girls off campus and teach them how to prepare and use the drugs. Police say another time Rivera took money from a student at school and promised to deliver the drugs the next day. The 37-year-old faces up to 35 years in prison when she's sentenced in October. Rick Hoshiel, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. Florida's ban on texting and drugs. Driving has only been in effect since July, but some troopers say people already know how to skirt the law. 
And the first thing they actually said to me when I stopped them is, I'm doing navigation, you can't do anything about it. So they know what the law is, uh, violators do, the more savvy ones anyway. FHP Chief Mark Brown testified this week in Tallahassee. Since taking effect, more than 500 tickets and another 400 warnings have been issued to texting drivers during this grace period. Expect stricter enforcement starting January 1st. A Texas man electrocuted while trying to save horses from floodwaters. Read about it on our website, WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 539 on News Radio WFLA. PM Orlando continues now. Trusco Bank has hometown checking with free debit card and online banking. Member FDIC. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Well, Michael, I know we have a lot of people out there in uh, in their cars or vehicles headed home or headed somewhere else. And uh, at times, I guess most drivers listen to music. But you should know that sometimes music can be a hazard to your driving. It seems that researchers have found that drivers listening to songs with more than 120 beats per minute or are more likely to drive erratically. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In the worst case, drivers listening to fast-paced music drove 10 miles per hour faster than those who listen to gentle music or no music. Mm. And the song that is the worst to drive to... Oh, you actually have the song? (laughs) We have the song, and this is it. That's Green Day's song, American Idiot. The problem with the song is it has 189 beats per minute and was considered the most dangerous to drive to. (laughs) How scientific is this study? I mean, really? The song that is the safest to drive to is Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, how about that? Why? Because it only has 71 beats per minute. Oh, all right. I mean, it sounds... Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I listen to some uh, pretty hard rock music, but I'm, yeah. I'm still a safe driver. Yes, we know, Michael. We have to uh, talk about that someday. <laughs> your music tastes These are a little bit music. out there. Hey, I'm a drummer, man. I got to have upbeat stuff. You're Mr. Grunge. The winner of America's Got Talent was announced last evening. America has voted. The winner of the $1 million and the star of the headline show in Las Vegas is Such drama. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Cody Lee! And the crowd goes wild. Cody Lee was the announced winner in America's Got Talent 14, uh, season number 14. The 22-year-old singer, who is both blind and autistic, blew the audience away with his performances, for example. And I climb every mountain I'd swim just to be with you and fix what I broke Oh, cause I need you to see that you are the reason. 
Another winner reigns at the top of the charts. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. What's better, cash or donuts? Ooh. That's a tough one, actually. It depends on when you ask, I'll uh, tell you. Yeah, that's a good point. A man recently attempted to rob the cash register at a Dunkin' Donuts in Manhattan. He couldn't get the cash register open, so he fled with some donuts. <laughs> and speaking <laughs> of donuts, Jimmy Fallon has some thought on that new KFC sandwich. I saw the KFC has released a new sandwich that's fried chicken served between two glazed donuts. Mm. Take a look at this. Oh. Yeah. It's cool. Instead of a toy, the meal comes with a shot of insulin. Oh! <laughs> That's it. Have a good night. Oh, that looks... Strangely, I've seen pictures of that sandwich. It looks kind of delicious. Not no, gonna lie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd want to try that one at all. <laughs> I mean, my you doctor talk, doesn't You talk so. about a sugar rush. Holy cow. <laughs> Some more serious news right now as American Airlines mechanic who tried to sabotage a flight... Apparently has ties to ISIS. More on that next in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on PM Orlando. Updating one of the top stories for you right now. In Washington, they have the latest on what the White House may be considering when it comes to combating gun violence. President Trump tells Fox News he is willing to stand up to the NRA only if it doesn't keep Americans from keeping weapons they are entitled to own. A leaked DOJ plan would expand background checks to all commercial gun sales, including gun show sales, the idea of prompting pushback from the NRA, who calls it a non-starter. But Tennessee Republican Senator Marshall Blackburn tells Fox's Shannon Bream she thinks finding common ground is possible. Not any of us want someone who's a danger to themselves or others to have access to any kind of weapon. Meanwhile, Connecticut Democratic Senator Chris Murphy says there is no good deal the gun lobby will support and that the White House has a choice to make. In Washington, Sean Lanchel, Fox News. We always update the top stories every 10 minutes on PM Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. What we're hearing is that the new normal, the new thing we have to be worried about is these lone wolf actors. Um, they're, they're often disgruntled in their own lives, and then they look to the outside. Maybe it's, maybe it's to ISIS ideology, maybe it's to something else, and they look for that reason to, I think, back up their beliefs and back up the, the actions that they want to take. And I think that's what we might be seeing here. It's difficult to deal with uh, because there isn't some big structured network, terrorist network to follow. There's no link chart to follow. So it's hard to target these guys. That's U.S. Representative Dan Crenshaw. His comments come after a federal judge denied bail to an American Airlines ground mechanic after he was accused of sabotaging a jetliner in Miami in July. With more details, here is Fox News Radio's Eben Brown. Eben, tell us more. Uh, well, this airline mechanic had been working as such for a very, very long time, and his name is Abdul Majid Maruf Ahmed Alani. Uh, and Ahmed Alani uh, claims, at least through his lawyers, that when he did sabotage a 737, he did so in a way that he knew would cause the pilots in the flight deck to recognize it right away and never take off, that he had never any intention of harming anyone, that he was actually looking for overtime uh, because uh, apparently the airline mechanics and American Airlines in, in Miami are in the middle of some kind of uh, labor dispute. Uh, however, investigators uh, now say uh, 
that there may be more to this. Uh, he was denied bail uh, at a hearing in federal court in Miami yesterday. He'll be back in that federal courtroom uh, tomorrow morning for arraignment. Uh, the charges of, uh, of tampering with the aircraft could land him in federal prison for decades. Uh, however, there are some officials, namely the FBI, that have said that he might have some kind of ties to jihadists or at least some kind of interest uh, in jihadists. Uh, they say that he uh, had uh, uh, displayed support for groups like ISIS uh, and that he had been quoted uh, uh, or telling people that he wanted uh, divine power to interfere or intervene and harm non-Muslims. Uh, he also, there were ISIS-produced videos that are viewed by his cell phone. Uh, his own brother, uh, he, he also, uh, FBI uh, found out he has a brother in Iraq that he has claimed uh, is now affiliated with uh, terrorist factions. Uh, and at some point, he spent $700, to, or sent, sent $700 to someone in Iraq. Uh, and also uh, found out that he took a trip to Iraq uh, in I believe it was March of this year, to visit that brother. So now all of a sudden these investigators have a lot more questions uh, for Ahmed Alani uh, and whether or not it pans out to something more than just uh, uh, association, I guess we'll find out. But I suspect that more charges could be pending if, uh, uh, if that uh, line of investigating holds water. Do we have any idea why he chose this specific flight to try to sabotage? I don't know if he was picking this specific flight. It was a, uh, uh, a rather routine flight from Miami to mm-hmm. the Caribbean, I believe. Uh, yeah, to, well, to the Bahamas, to Nassau. Uh, it was a 737, not a 737 MAX, because none of those are flying. Right. Uh, but a, a, a earlier model of the 737, which is a very reliable airplane. Uh, and what he did was he inserted and glued... Uh, some big pieces of styrofoam into a nose cone on the plane, knowing that it would disrupt uh, a lot of the sensors that are used for for uh, mid-flight telemetry. Uh, And uh, that uh, just as he claims uh, he knew what happened, the pilots got warning lights and, 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 uh, you know, didn't take off. Uh, And so uh, his uh, defense lawyers say, uh, he had reason to believe that no one would have been harmed by his actions, and he was just looking to create a, a problem uh, uh, to then be called in to fix it on overtime. <laughs> that, that's an interesting defense, especially if he might have ties to ISIS. I'm not sure they're going to buy that in the long run. Well, if that, that so far he is not actually charged with anything like that, uh, but it's something that investigators are now looking at. Hmm. So. Uh, if if they only uh, pursue the charge of tampering with the aircraft, uh, that that alone can land him in prison for decades. That's yeah. obviously a very serious crime, uh, and he has been in trouble for poor maintenance performance in the past. And a previous employer, Alaska Airlines, uh, had to fire him. This is going back a long, long time wow. ago, uh, and even the FAA had to pull his mechanics license for a while, I think, at least if I'm reading this right here, uh, due to performance-related uh, you know, issues that he, he was not doing his job properly. Very interesting. I know this is a developing story. We'll continue to watch it in the coming days and weeks on PM Orlando. Fox News Radio's Eben Brown joining me. Eben, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. You're welcome. And my Beyond Reason commentary next in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes. 
on BM Orlando. News, weather, and traffic. For the best audience in talk radio, this is PM Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm very disappointed in him. I think uh, he raised far too fast. Mm -hmm. He also did uh, quantitative tightening, which was not a good thing to do. Uh, but it's all right. And look, we have a great economy, and that's not going to make the difference. That was President Trump talking about the latest move by the Federal Reserve and Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. Now, they cut interest rates yesterday, but he feels like they didn't cut it far enough or large enough. And I have to say this. I'm not sure I agree with Trump's criticism of the Fed here. The obsession with rate cutting to stimulate the economy, I think it's going to lead us down a very dangerous road. I mean, we could eventually see negative interest rates. I just don't think that's a good idea. This obsession with rate cutting to always stimulate the economy, I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about it in the long run. That being said, I hear a lot of people say, well, Trump shouldn't ever criticize the Fed to begin with because the Federal Reserve is this independent institution that is separate from the presidency. And when Trump criticizes them, that is not something he should do. It interrupts the economy. And my response to this is, what? We give the Federal Reserve so much power over our economy and then we're not supposed to ever criticize what they do? Are they gods that are sitting on top of Mount Olympus, the economy gods who make their ruling, and we must just worship everything that they decide, including the president? That makes no sense to me. By the way, it's a fairly new idea that presidents shouldn't criticize the Fed. Before Bill Clinton, presidents would criticize the Fed a lot, as they should. Because if the economy tumbles because of a decision by the Federal Reserve, who gets the blame? Not the Fed, but the president. So the president gets the blame of where the economy is going. Yet, if the Fed is partly responsible, the president can't criticize what they're doing? I'm sorry. I just don't buy that argument. Like I said, I don't necessarily agree with all of Trump's criticism of the Fed. I think we need a strong dollar sometimes and we're just going in the direction of negative interest rates is definitely beyond reason. But saying that Trump can't criticize the Fed is also beyond reason. Money Talks with Trusco Bank is coming up next and I'll be back tomorrow for another edition of PM Orlando at the same time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.